0: And being
1: Are you upset that you're a russia?
0: No, I just was like so mad at all I was like, you're, you're not a russia, about. you're a you're in your progress. No, I'm not, I'm literally a russia. Who
1: you're said kidding. you're a baby in progress? <laughs> that's
0: something every heard about in school. Like, except, like, you know, like, every time they're trying to like, oh, go watch
1: the to russia, they're like, no, you're not a russia. You're in a Or you have, like, baby moments. I oh, don't know, fluffy stuff Yeah. No. Fluffy nonsense. The whole point of the time was to get rid of the fluffy nonsense.
0: Right. But
1: now
0: really no. Uh, no. Uh,
1: fluffy nonsense. The yeah.
0: really confused. Confused.
1: No, okay. okay. So we were discussing mitzvahs, if you recall. Before you all like scampered off to wherever you went on your break, I was trying to think of I was trying to think of a of a of a a verb. It was two weeks ago.
0: Yeah.
1: Oh, I guess it was my break. Oh, I I I, I take that back. I had a break. The men's program had a break. You guys had your break two weeks ago. Okay, so before I scampered off to wherever I went.
0: Actually, we didn't have a break yet. It's nice. We had had a shot off. For
1: Hanukkah, that wasn't really, yeah. So, That's true. But, okay, so we learned about vessels and garments, yes? Do you remember that? Yes. Okay. Okay, and we were, we were, we were trying to understand this sentence that the garments deriving from the Torah and its commandments, even though they're called garments, of the nefesh, ruach, and neshama, which, which the even though it seems to imply that they're lower. Nonetheless, their quality nevertheless is infinitely higher and greater than that of the nefesh, ruach, and Hashemah themselves. Why? Because the Torah and Hashem are one. Okay. And I explained to you there's three levels of mitzvahs. Right. There's the idea that the mitzvahs are called mitzvah hamelach, the commandments of the king. Right. In that sense, is there a difference between one mitzvah and the next? No. No. Because right. all the mitzvahs are boil down to the fact that God is in charge, right? That's what a mitzvah is all about, right? Then there is a second idea, a higher idea that they're called the mitzvahs of Hashem, and we use the four-letter name Fancy English for that is tetragrammaton because when you want to say things in fancy English, you use a different language Tetra means four, gram means letter, and ton tetragrammaton, and non means name, so four-letter name in Greek. And that's the idea that each mitzvah brings out the revelation of Hashem, known as the light of Hashem, in a different way, right? In that sense, every mitzvah is a vessel, right? Just like the vessel shapes and colors the light, as we discussed, right? And this would parallel the idea we saw earlier, that the mitzvahs are limbs of the king, right? The limbs, each limb has a different function, right? So the the way the life is expressed in the eyes is different than in the feet, is different than in the tongue, is different than in the ears, etc. etc. right? So in that sense, the way Hashem is revealed through the mitzvah of tefillin would be different than the mitzvah of Shabbos candles, right? Right. Okay. And that would actually explain, although we're not going to get into that, why is it that tefillin is specifically relating to men and Shabbos candles, although in principle the obligation applies to men and women, when possible the mitzvah is given over to the woman. right? What? Uh, That has to do with Whatever, from, from a Kabbalistic perspective, right? Why is it that tefillin, I'm not gonna give you the answer, but why is it that men are obligated to put on tefillin and women are not? Why is it that when there's men and women of the same household, the woman should light the Shabbos candles, so and not the man, right? So there's, there's reasons according to like basic halacha, but in Kabbalah, the reason would be if you appreciated the way the light of Hashem is revealed in this mitzvah, you would appreciate its connection to masculine energy or feminine energy and blah, 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 blah which I'm not gonna explain, so not the topic, right? Whereas if you do just the idea of mitzvah it's just like, well, I mean, the king decided that men should put on tzniut and women shouldn't, and that's the end of it. Like, who are you to ask questions about what the king decided? Okay. But then there's this higher level, which we call called yisai, where Hashem takes possession of this and calls them His mitzvahs. And in this, the idea is that the mitzvah and Hashem are one. So Hashem is actually fully revealed in the act of the mitzvah. In which case, does the difference? Be, what's the difference between one mitzvah and another? There isn't, right? So then, the mitzvah is more like a garment again, right? Okay. Now, what I want to do now is I want to. What I want to do is I want to contrast the way we've the idea that the mitzvahs are the limbs of the king. Which we spoke about previously, and the idea of the mitzvahs are one with Hashem. Okay, in the context of what's showing up in this chapter. Okay, and then we're going to come back to that sentence. Okay. The chapter starts off with the idea that in addition to the intellect and the emotions, the sechel mitzvahs, we also have these garments. Right. That's how the chapter started out, and we focused on how. The midays find expression in the mitzvahs, the doing of the mitzvahs specifically. Right, they're clothed in the mitzvahs, and specifically the positive mitzvahs are garments for the love of Hashem, and negative for the mitzvahs are the garments for the fear of Hashem.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And the reason why we're going to focus just on the positive mitzvahs right now, because what is love? What is love? It's not want good to it's, I want, I want you to make sure that you have something that's specific enough, okay? So first off, love is a feeling, right? We're talking here about love as a feeling, right? Okay. Which means, if you're not feeling it, then it's not, not going to call love. Now, could we have other things we'll call love in some other sense? Sure, but love is a feeling, and it's a feeling of connection. But that feeling of connection creates a desire to be more connected. Right? If I feel connected, I'm like, oh, I'm connected enough. I don't need any more connecting. That's not love. right? You ever heard the expression familiarity breeds contempt? Right? So you can feel connected. You're like, yeah, too connected. I need to get away. Right? Love is I feel connected. And however connected I feel just creates within me a greater hunger for more connection. Right? Which in theory, right, that will just keep feeding itself. Right? Good? Okay. So if I love Hashem, that means I feel connected to him, right? Which obviously means I have to recognize him, know him in some way. And that feeling of connection makes me want to be more connected, right? We spoke about. What does that have to do with positive mitzvahs? Why does the love, uh, and we actually say that the real connecting to Shem isn't specifically in doing the mitzvah and not in the love. Why? So? we said that you could, things in one of the why not? Because Hashem is not a person. Because Hashem is not a person. right? Unlike if, if, I, if I, remember, if I feel love towards someone else, that love actually is not just my feeling, it actually creates a connection, right? Which is why if you pick up on my feeling of love towards you, you will naturally be aroused towards love back. That's the way people work. right? With Hashem, Hashem is not a person, that's not how it works. That Hashem has to reach out to us. Right? Okay. That and that's the are Now, The very fact that Hashem is reaching out to us means that what we're getting is, in some way, being brought down onto our level. In other words, I love Hashem, I want to be close to Hashem, and Hashem says, Oh, you want to be close to me, I want to be close to you too. Okay? And that wanting to be close to me too, that comes in connection with my love, in response to my love, and fulfills the desire of my love, okay, that connection um in some sense is 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 can be seen as Hashem altering himself to accommodate me. Okay. There's a fancy word for this in Chassidus which is called Tzimtzum. Have you heard of the word symptom before? Okay. It's an annoying word because basically it's one of those words that means a lot of different things. Okay. But the key thing you want to take away from this is anytime we use the word symptom in Chassidus it means something changed. It's different. Okay. So the way Hashem is revealed in the tefillin is different than the way Hashem truly is and therefore we say there's some kind of a temptum there. Yes. I could. Right. So when you're explaining something to somebody, right? There's a censor, right? Cuz you're not thinking out loud, right? You're adjusting what you're saying to on the one to be true to the idea but on the other hand hopefully be understandable to the other person, right? So, and in fact, all of our different faculties, right? they have to, have to be changed from the way they are in the soul in order to be able to function through the limitations of the body, right? We see in a physical way, we hear in a physical way. So in a similar sense, the idea that the mitzvahs are the limbs of the king means that there is these different ways that Hashem changes his revelation, that's the idea of the light in the vessel, in order to bring it down to quote, our level. Now, does it
0: compromise it? Somehow?
1: It does compromise it. His
0: limbs-
1: this is the idea of the lips, yes. It does compromise it. Yes. OK. But what makes it worthwhile, what makes it worthwhile at the end is that you can have it. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Okay.
1: yeah. Which now that only means that it's meaningful if you love Hashem, right?
0: Well, it's only it's only worthwhile for us, not the other way around, really.
1: Oh. I've well, I mean, to
0: this, because then it's changed. So it's really just like,
1: yeah. Okay, So, so what, I, what, I, what I want us to do is I want to think in, in this way of looking at the mitzvahs which is going to be different than the way in the next paragraph when we talk about the fact that the mitzvahs are one with Hashem are the mitzvahs greater than the love or the love greater than the mitzvahs? The love is greater
0: than the mitzvahs.
1: The love is greater than the mitzvahs. Why?
0: Because the mitzvahs are only there for the love.
1: Right. Now I could make the opposite argument that the mitzvahs are greater than the love Okay? In the sense that we see that the love doesn't itself create a connection. It's the mitzvah that creates the connection, right? Right. Okay? But this is like this is like this is like what is greater? My desire for coffee um or the cup that holds the coffee. So you could say, I mean, like without my desire for the coffee, like the cup is pointless, right? The and then, my desire for coffee is not going to actually get me coffee, if I have a cup, now I can have some coffee, right? So if we're thinking of it in terms of importance or significance, right? what is it that gives significance to the cup is my desire for the coffee? But what, but what is it that brings about the thing in practice? It goes the other way around, right? The, cu- the cup fulfills my desire. It actually enables me to have the coffee. And this is a common kind of relationship that we see that there are many things. That they complement each other, that one aspect gives the meaning and significance, and the other aspect actually brings it about in practice. So, what is it that gives significance to the mitzvah? The
0: love,
1: the love right? The love. I want to connect to Hashem, and a mitzvah is Hashem coming and connecting to me. Okay.
0: It's empty.
1: Right. Oh, it's empty. Right. On the other hand, on the other hand, the actual fulfillment—it's reverse, right? It's that the mitzvah fulfills the love. The love doesn't give fulfillment to the mitzvah which means that you would never want to separate the two. Right? In other words, it's not that there's a strict, in other words, it's not fair to think of it as a strict hierarchy. One is inherently greater than the other. What's fair to think of it is actually that...
0: More like they
1: fit into each other. What? They fit into each other, right? Yeah. Okay, so where does the... Where does the wh, 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 so we would say like this. Where does the mitzvah gain its significance? The love. Right? One who fills mitzvah and truth is making bahles. One who does it out of love. On the other hand, what actually fulfills the love, you have you can't actually connect them in truth except to the mitzvah. So if you have one without the other, in a certain sense, from this perspective you have nothing. So there's a superior to one, there's a superior to order, but in general I can think of it as a whole. That makes sense? So therefore I would say the mitzvahs are basically on the level of the person. In some kind of sense. Now, is Hashem a fork? A fork. A cup. A table. Okay. Why is Hashem not a fork? Give me a compelling argument that Hashem is not a fork. Take my questions seriously first. Sometimes taking ridiculous questions seriously helps you like unlock. An important insight. So Hashem doesn't use himself
0: to eat
1: food. Okay. You're, you're in the right... Let's, a, a, fork, a fork is used for something, right? What makes it a fork is what it services. Yeah? Okay. And what is Hashem? Is Hashem the kind of being he is in the service of something? No, no. No, right? The value of Hashem's being, right, is not in what it brings to it's within himself, right? And the value of a fork is what it brings to. So Hashem can't be a fork, good? OK. So Hashem is not, in other words, Hashem is not a means to some other end, right? OK. Now, before I go forward, I want to be very clear about something. When you learn Hasidus, you have to adopt something that's called the Yiddish edelkeit. Edelkeit means um, refineness. I mean, really, you need to be refined in your attitude and your behavior, but especially in the way you think about things. And what that means is that you're able to see the similarity between two things without thinking that they're actually the same thing. Okay. Now, if I want to hang out with somebody, because when I hang out with them, people give me a lot of um, perks. Like, if I'm if I'm with them, I'll get... I'll get seated in a restaurant without a reservation. If I'm with them, um, I don't have to pay for admission to places. If I'm with them, um, you know, i always have, you know. I mean, it's, it's good to be in their company, because when you're in their company, like, whatever, you know, covet and respect they get, you get too. If that's why you want to be around somebody, is it clear to else we're just using the person? We don't actually have any, like, we're not, right? The person's become a means to an end, right? Okay. What if you like being around a person, because they're funny. Like, they're just like funny, like they, you know they. They exude this like positive energy, It's so, like when you're down, it's like nice to have someone that's positive around. You're still, you're you're still, still using them, right? For, yeah. Okay. Right? Yeah. Okay. What if the reason why you want to be close to somebody is because you love them? Are you using them?
0: Yeah. Yeah. Last yeah. time What? Yeah.
1: I know, last time I said no. That's why I introduced this idea of alokai. The answer is no, right? Before we go further, the answer is clearly no, why? Because if I'm loving them, right? We're talking about I'm loving them, right? So that means I wanna be close to them, right? Now, every person inside, does any person inside feel like I am just a mere means to someone else's success? Is that like, is that, is that, is that if, a person, if a person feels that they're being related to that way, does that feel authentic? Does that feel genuine? No, right? Okay. So you can't be close to me, right, if the way you relate to me is a contradiction to the way I see myself on some fundamental level. That make sense? Right, okay. okay. There's a word for this, by the way. Um, what does it mean when, when, pe- when you see two people they're intimate? I don't necessarily mean that in the sense of husband and wives, but like when people are intimate, what does that mean? It means that I'm relating to somebody in a way that really genuinely matches up with a way that they relate to themselves in a very deep, in a very personal way. Okay? So like the opposite like of that would be like a, if you were like in a professional setting, how are you relating to this person? This is the person who has x job right they do this thing right right so that's not intimate right? okay fine so you can't really be close to someone as a person right um and be and, and if you're using them right this is called objective uh, you know objectifying the person right we get that okay that's true but now if we think with a little more a little more we're a little more refined about it if i want to be close to someone because i love them what in what way is that similar to using the person? Because it's about how you feel. What makes that what makes that person being close to that person important, right, is that it fulfills my love. Right? Now If that person is revealing themselves in a way that fulfills my love, it matches my love. Right? We have a good relationship. Then what's happening is that there's some kind of a symptom, right, on their end. So what are they doing? What must they be doing? They must be bringing themselves out or portraying themselves as this way, which on the one hand it's a genuine, it's authentic, right? They're not faking, but it's it, it, it's it's tailor made and it's. Made to fit my yeah, what? So you're saying to, be accessible for me? to be accessible to me. In which case, right? I mean that that's what's happening, right? Let's think of let's think of you know, um, you know, people that people that you know want to spend time together to be closer, right? So what happens? They bring out of themselves the things that will help them connect more, right? What about the things in themselves which create more separation, create more distance, things that are less relatable? What, between the two people? What? Yeah. Let's say, for instance, let's say you have two friends, and one one friend is a one friend is is a very successful business person. The other person just, business is just not something that exists for them at all. Like, it's just not a thing. And, and one of them is re- and they're very good friends, they're very close, they care about each other very deeply, right? So, when the one who's not you know, in, remotely into business call, you know, come, makes a house call, no one makes house calls anymore, but let's say, when he comes, in, comes over for tea, right? They're not going to schmooze about business, right? He's going to, right, they're going to bring out those things that are binding between them, right? Those things that are true about one friend that are relatable to the other friend, right? That's what's going right? to, right? So in some sense, the beloved is, when the beloved kind of reflects back, they're, they're catering to the needs of the, of, of the one who's, who's, who's feeling the love. So if I love Hashem, and I want to be close to Hashem, and Hashem gives me mitzvahs as a way to be close to Him, right? Those mitzvahs are brought down to my level, and Hashem is revealing Himself in a way that 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 matches, you know, the structure of a human being, and blah blah blah, and all of these things. Then what's happening is, in some sense, Hashem is Hashem is fulfilling my need to be close to Him.
0: So my my need to be close
1: to him. Right, which is why we say the love is really clothed in the mitzvah. And so, in a very subtle way, can that be viewed as using Hashem? It could, right. Is it the same thing as saying, I'm going to be religious because I want Hashem to give me a new car? No. So that's really using Hashem, right? Or I want to be religious because I want people to give me a lot of respect. Or I want to be religious because I want to go to heaven, right? Do the, that,
0: being in this Doing you're what
1: doing I think God what? wants of me. Doing mitzvah. Yeah.
0: Okay, so if you're doing mitzvah in order to create that connection for, for that love that you have a desire for...
1: You can't say I'm using Hashem. Yeah. But you could say there is some element to which it's element. similar. Yeah right right it's wonder so is, is it the same thing no right person who says i you know why i keep Shabbos? i don't want god i don't want god to punish me in fact i want god to give me you know all sorts of pleasant stuff you know there are people i have to know somebody like this so he's like why is he religious he says because Mashiach's coming and mashiach comes the righteous are going to be rewarded and i don't want to be amongst the wicked <laughs> it's like okay but then the, 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 you know that's the, you're, you're, you're using Hashem for your benefit, right? What? Like,
0: really genuinely to God that way? Like, no, you
1: can't That's the whole point. There's one whole points of, of Hasidus is that you can't generally connect to God that way. You can be observant. You can be, you know, you can be, you can follow the dictates of, of the Shukmach that way.
0: Right.
1: Okay. So in this sense, in this sense, The mitzvahs are kind of like the way we would think that regular garments are. And I don't mean regular garments like the clothing we wear, although they are also secondary. We'll actually start there. The the clothing we wear is secondary to the person, right? In other words, once you have a person, now you realize the person needs some clothing, right? Can't walk around without clothing for various reasons, right? Okay. Similarly, we're saying that the mitzvah, what's valuable in the mitzvah, is that it fulfills the love. Right, just like you have piercings, you need clothes, you have love, you need mitzvahs. Okay, but if you think about it in a human relationship, if I love somebody, say I love my children, and I don't actually do anything about that, I don't say anything and I don't act it out, my love in any way, it's gonna be a problem, right?
0: Yeah.
1: Right? What's the problem?
0: They won't, think. They
1: won't feel the love. Right, it's, it's, it's very hard for them to f- actually feel the love and so the connection is gonna end up weakening, right? So for the shlamus for the wholeness, for the completion of the love, there needs to be the acts as well. Now with Hashem, it's different, right? For this technical reason, that for Hashem, there really is no connection formed just on the love. The connection is His reaching out to you, fine. But it's the same idea. Why is His reaching out to me so important? Because it fills my need to be close to Him. It fills my love. Which means that overall, the mitzvah almost seems to be a secondary thing that the main thing is the love. The main thing is my desire to be close to Him. And the only way I can fulfill that is what? Is if he reaches out to me, comes down to my level, that's the mitzvah. So you can't
0: take garment, because the garment
1: not change. Oh, oh. Which is why there we called them the limbs of the king, the organs of the king. Yeah. They're garments in the sense, they're, remember, they're, 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 and here, so, and here the reason you would call it a garment is just because the way the garment is secondary to the body. In those are not garments as opposed to us. It's called garment. Here you think it's just you think it's called a garment because it's secondary. Just like what's more important? The love or the birthday card? The love. Right? It's the love that we give is the birthday card significance. So what's more important? The love or the mitzvah? The love. Now, it's, there's a difference here because the love of Hashem actually needs the mitzvah much more than the love of my child needs the birthday card. Right. But there's a similarity here, which is that the whole value starts with the fact that I have this need to come close to Hashem, which is the love. Right? What's more important, the person or the t-shirt? Person. The person. The right? t-shirt is for the person. right? The birthday card is for the love. The mitzvah is for the love. right? Okay, so in that sense when we're using the word garment, what are we emphasizing? The lava. That, that, the, that the, we call the, that it's secondary. The mitzvah yes. is second, right? So if you read the beginning of the sentence, now these three garments deriving from the Torah and its commandments, although they are called garments of the nefesh, and theshama, what does that mean? That they appear to be secondary. secondary. Not, not important at all, just, not that, oh, it's enough to just have the, the, the soul, the love. Mm-hmm. No, the love genuinely needs the mitzvah. Right? If I want a cup of coffee, the cup is secondary, but it's definitely important. Without it, I can't have my coffee. If I really want to be connected to Hashem, this is critical because without it, I can't genuinely be connected. But its value is f- flowing out of my feeling, not the other way around. Okay. That's all, if we're thinking of what's happening in the mitzvah, there's Hashem reaching out to me. Right? There's a tzimtzum, there's him changing himself or changing his revelation more accurately to reach me. Right. But what if we say that in the midst of Hashem, Hashem is present without its imsum? He's just present. His revelation is full, unadulterated. Now we have a problem because is Hashem a means to an end? Is it the, is the, can you say that the purpose of Hashem being who he is is in order to like fulfill my need to be close to him? no. So if him being revealed for who he really is occurs when I do a mitzvah, is that the fulfillment of my love? Or is that something infinitely beyond whatever like my finite relationship with Hashem?
0: It's
1: a second. It's a second. OK. Now, what, let, let, me, let, me, let me give you a, an analogy for this, OK? When a person, there's two kinds of love. There's love where I want to be close to somebody. And what means close to somebody is that I actually feel close to them. And then there's a different kind of love where I want to be close to them. What's the difference between wanting to feel close and wanting to be close? One's there and one's not. What? One's there. Like, you're like aspiring to be close. Feel, like I'm actually being close to them. Well, what what an example? What would an ex? What would an example of 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 a love that's not about wanting to actually feel close to the person? You just you love the person, so therefore you. Unconditional,
0: like mother.
1: And mother. Okay, so you can have like the unconditional kind of love, right? The unconditional kind of love is doesn't have that same thing. It's like I love the person, so I want to be. So I want to. I want. I want to feel close to them. It's like even if. Everything in the world were to come in between us, there's the sense of like, we have this bond, right? Okay. So, in that sense, there's this, there's this, there's this, um, that kind of love, it's very hard to say that that kind of love is, even in a very able way, using the person. Okay? For, if
0: you t- if that's-
1: We're gonna get to that. We'll get to that. Okay. Now, if if, you, if if someone loves somebody else, like let's say like that. Let's say like that. The way the, 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 the way the mother loves the child, right? So it, we, 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 if we go into that, the way that's explained in the Chassidus is that that's more valuing than loving. I want to explain to you the difference. If we take love, it, so we could call it love, and Chassidus will sometimes call it love, but if we wanted to go more deeper, the, the Chassidus actually differentiates between love as an emotion be- versus this. this thing is that there's something Hashem put into the nature of parents, that parents value the lives of their children. Okay? That parents have a sense that the life of their children child is an end in and of itself. That's an that's something you should, now. Like everything in the world, right? Things can break, things can go wrong, but like that's an innate instinct. Right? So I have brought seven children. That means that Hashem placed into me this thing that that it's you know, hopefully, it comes out more. Doesn't come out less. They sense that the life of this person is an end in of to itself. Okay, so what does that mean? Once you have that sense of valuing someone's being as an end in of itself, which it was not about the, the way we we're talking about love before. It's not. I feel closer, I want to be closer. It's not that. W- what are some of the things that happen to a person in, in their relationship with someone else if they? Have they have that sense that this person's life is an end to <laughs> itself? So there's obvious things, right? Like you take care of them, right? Even if it's uncomfortable, right? You If they suffer, it bothers you, right? Those are all obvious things, right? Okay. But there's one thing which it, it maybe is not obvious until it's said. Once it's said, it's very obvious. What happens if you have a parent that's distant from the child? Physically, just physically distant. Like the child lives over here and the, and the parents live in America. It's okay. it's even more. Do, do the parents feel like they want to come visit the child? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Why? They want to be physically close to them. Why? Because they have a sense. There's the child is someone of infinite worth, and therefore being with the child is important. And it's not the same thing. What i want this is not the same thing as. I want to be close to someone because I love them. Though we spoke about like with friends or, say, with spouses. It's very important we, we, we separate this out, right? I have a need for food, right? The food is my need, right? The sandwich fulfills my need, right? I'm a little more sophisticated and I'm a little more profound than just a cow, right? So not only do I have a need for food, right? I have a need for... Genuine relationship. Genuine relationships means to relate to somebody else, not as an object, but as a real person, right? right? We all have that need. We're all, right? We're, okay. So, I, so when I get to know somebody and I appreciate them and I start feeling like I'm close to them and I feel close to them and I want to be closer to them, right? And so now it's how do we actually get closer? Because I, I have this need to be close to people that I... But where is it all starting from? It's all starting from... My need, right? Okay. Now I'm a parent of seven children. Where does that? Well, how does that work? Well, these children are intrinsically valuable. Their value doesn't lie in me. Their value lies where, and then their lives are not a means to an end in my life. And Hashem granted me a special bracha, right, as a as the father, right? Same thing with the mother, that somehow I am in, I am in, I am sensitive to that. And so what happens? I feel the urge to take care of them. I feel the urge to, to derive joy from their successes, pain from their failures. right? And I feel the urge to be physically in their presence. But that's me reacting to the value of their lives. It's not, it's not that they're filling some need that I already had to begin with. Is that? It's a, it's a subtle difference, but it's an important difference to appreciate. Right, which is one of the reasons why you, I'm sure you've heard this. Parents telling people like, "You don't understand what it's like to be a parent," right? You've heard this before, right? And like, if you're not a parent, like, you can't really mean that. So, is it
0: Shem parent or the parents?
1: I I, I don't want to get into I, I don't want to get into the, the the specific roles because that gets us into a lot more specifics of the analogies. I just want to differentiate these two things that we both call love. But 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 one of them in a sense, is, is much. It, it, it goes beyond what we would normally think of as love. Okay. And not because it's more, it's unconditional, it's because it's actually dynamically something different is happening. I feel right? like
0: it's really hard to feel this in, in any sense of something that's not physically manifested in some
1: sense. Very good. Very good, right? Okay. Now, when you light a Shabbos candle, what's physically there? What's, there? there? what's physically there? Well, the can't, what's physically there is Hashem. Because Hashem himself is... I mean, after all, my children are just physically there, right? that they happens to be like a body, but they're there, right? Right. So what the Altar Abba is saying is that if you're thinking of what a mitzvah is, that Hashem is fully revealed as He is, and the physical act is just a garment that, for that, then all the physical thing is... The, the exact thing, that there is a physical presence of Hashem being right there so now if I have that kind of a recognition of that that goes far beyond any sort of uh, any sort of love that I can cultivate through my own appreciation of Hashem okay so let's let's make some some say in this okay is the value of the mitzvah that it meets my need to be close to Hashem, or is the value of the mitzvah that, that's where Hashem is present? Well, in this
0: level,
1: that's where... That's where Hashem is present there. Now, mm-hmm. if I am sensitive to the fact that Hashem is infinitely valuable in his own right, then obviously I feel drawn to what? To my uh, mitzvah. To be mitzvah, because that's where he's present, right? Just like the parent, if the parent is sensitive to the intrinsic value of life of the child, the parent is drawn to be close to the child, right? actually creates a problem because sometimes for the welfare of the child the parent needs to be away, right? Okay? So there's two different things here, right? If we were to draw it with a little diagram, because sometimes making pictures helps it make clear, right? There could be I love Hashem. I love Hashem and Hashem reaches out to me the flow is going that way right? I love Hashem, I have this need to be close to Hashem and now is that fulfilled? Hashem reaching out to me
0: and
1: And this is feeling and doing, this is going to be the feel this is going to be the do when I do a mitzvah what's happening? so I feel this need to be close to Hashem so
0: on that level when you do a mitzvah the mitzvah doesn't mean to your love
1: Fulfilling mm-hmm. my love, right? Now, right. In, so in a subtle, very edel way, it's in right. some little sense kind of like using Hashem, but not really, right? It's
0: not really using, but it could be, it, yeah.
1: can, If you compare it to the next level, then relatively speaking, it can be seen as using. But that's a different thing, right? Hashem.
0: So in this case, you're saying that value is greater than love.
1: Mm-hmm. Hashem, who's not a means to an end, is fully present. Okay? You can say that's what happens in the mitzvah. When I do a mitzvah, Hashem is fully present. Now, obviously, Hashem is present. Every single mean He's fully revealed, but okay, technicality, right? Now, Hashem is not a means to an end, right? So there's nothing, that's not fulfilling anything. But I'm a Jew, right? And in as much as I am a Jew, right, what am I sensitive to? What do I have a value for? Right. I value Hashem for who He is. Well, what does that do? If Hashem is present, and I value Him for who He is. Then it's almost as if Hashem being present is like a magnet pulling me towards Him, right? Like what happens? Parents, they've been away from their children for a while. What do the parents start to feel? What do the children start to feel? They need to be. Pre- what, what? Why? Because that sensing and valuing the, the the intrinsic worth in the other being makes you feel like you need to be there, because that's where that's where it's all at. That's where that's where the real significance in reality lies. It's all focused, it's all located over there. Mm-hmm. I was thinking about this, right? Uh, my, my son, my oldest son is gonna be bar mitzvah next year. So ready everyone, he's the first grandchild. Uh, my parents and the first grandchild, my wife's. And so now it's like everyone's thinking like, okay, like you know, they wanna c- come and I think, like, like, what what do they want to come for? Like, what's going to happen at a bar mitzvah? A... No, because Chabad, they don't read from the jar. Oh. Chabad custom is not to read from the jar. On your bar mitzvah? On your bar mitzvah. Not in general. <laughs> no, I'm saying that they do it a or before I don't know. The Rebbe... The, 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 um, was it the, against
0: learning.
1: It was a general rule, yeah.
0: People know that. Yeah. What? So looks like the whole council yeah. that, that was learning
1: a rep Yeah. That was the reason why the Rebbe was against it, because the year before Bar Mitzvah, there's so much stuff to do, like making sure you know all halachas, making sure you're increasing your Shemaim, like to do some sort of like ritual performance that you don't really need to do is like wasting so valuable that, time.
0: How bad boys do it anyway? What? How bad boys do it?
1: So here's the thing, you have to know something about Chabad. There's Chabad customs and there's what happens in Chabad houses. Are you sure? I'll show you letters. And what happens in Chabad Chabad houses, and by extension some Chabad communities, because Chabad really values people doing more Torah mitzvahs. So if everyone thinks that at our mitzvah you're supposed to read from the Torah, and that's how to get the guy in the door to read the the Torah of our mitzvah, and he'll put on tefillin, so then read from the Torah. Like, the Rebbe's not imposed to it in principle, the Rebbe's imposed to it, like, hey, you've got to... What about getting Aliyah? Getting Aliyah is many, so, yeah. One second. A boy who is transferred to his
0: son in Chabad is not allowed to lay. No, not allowed
1: no, The Rebbe mm-hmm. really did not think that it's a good thing for a boy who's 12 years old to spend valuable time. Again, we're talking about someone who grows up, you know, in a, in a, in a, in a Hasidish household, right? That so what should you be doing with this time? If he's learning, what's to be No, he should be learning. kids Shulchan should be learning. Start learning Tan. you should start learning. He's about. He's. I told my son when he turned twelve. You realize next year, if you miss Priya like, like it's a big deal. It's like, like it's not a joke.
0: Right. So I you
1: have a bunch of that way, the is yeah. And like, so a, that year really needs to be focused on. You're about to become responsible for your entire mitzvahs. Now, it. the our questions, why
0: we don't have all that we should
1: Anyway. So, like, what's going to be. So, 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 he's not going to read from the Torah. He's not going to read from the Torah. Maybe, oh,
0: oh. He's going to say the Maimr. One sec, one sec. Okay, let's, yeah. Oh, so basically,
1: basically, there's some milestone which brings to mind oh, the significance of his life, and everyone wants to be in his presence because of the significance of his life. Like, that's it. Right? It's not like anything interesting is going to happen. Right? If he's he's gonna say that he's gonna say the Maim or the discourse of the Bar Mitzvah, which he's learning now. Okay, and like those who know and appreciate that have already heard it before, and like whatever. And those who don't like appreciate it, they're not coming for that. What are they coming for? For him. For him. And what do they get? Him. It's not right. They get him. And it's but here's the thing: is it's not the same thing as love in the way we've been discussing it up until now, right? Because it, it doesn't start. With I have this love, and then there's this fulfillment of the love. It's the reverse. There's something valuable here, and it's pulling me in because Hashem made me intrinsically sensitive. So, as a Jew, as a Neshama, right? My Neshama has an interest in Hashem, especially if I've developed my Neshama, I have some awareness of Hashem, right? And now all of a sudden, I've I've become aware of the fact that Hashem is going to be fully manifest here. Well, all of a sudden, where do I need to be? Here. Here. Now, where is that place where Hashem is fully manifest? In every single mitzvah. So now, in that sense, there's a huge difference between my valuing of Hashem and, and you know, my valuing and my loving, and the fact that Hashem is fully present. Like, like that's a whole different league. Well, what the
0: mitzvah means to you present?
1: Right, and what the mitzvahs mean to you? It, it, so, it's, 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 what, what the mitzvah means to you is that you'd rather have the on this level, you'd rather have the mitzvah than the love. Than the love. <laughs> what? They're both garments, but for different reasons. Okay, I'm gonna go over it. So, in this one, what would you rather have? Would you rather love Hashem and have Hashem reach out to you? No, no. I mean, like, right, We had this, and that we had this. this the famous story with Shlomo Melech and the and the two mothers and the infant. Right. Uh, each one says that the live one is mine and the dead one is yours. And in the end, what does Shlomo Melech say? Cut the baby in half. Right. And one of them says, let her have it as long as you don't kill the baby. Right. So I'd rather never see my baby, but the baby should live. Right. No, the very being of the baby is what's important, not like. My what I get out of it. Mm-hmm. Now, obviously, that's the very same thing that makes the mother want to be around the baby, right? It's not that those are two different things. Right. But it's not about her getting her needs met. It's about the baby, right? Mm-hmm. So there's this whole other thing that a mitzvah is not Hashem reaching out to you. A mitzvah is Hashem. Now you're going to say, wait a minute. Uh, a mitzvah is, 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 is lighting a candle. A mitzvah is putting tefillin on. A mitzvah is giving tzedakah. She says, oh, that's the garment of the mitzvah
0: this happen anywhere
1: else or this is just-, just mitzvahs it's Only place where you'll
0: just-
1: That's right okay. So now the more that you, This sinks in And the more is sham is something that I'm sensitive to Then the more A mitzvah feels like An inherent intrinsic Good That doesn't need a justification I need to do a mitzvah Why? Because it's a mitzvah You have to be so mentally
0: present yeah. I like feel
1: that, like that's so exhausting. Just think about it. Well, it is if, it is if it's out a lifestyle. I, I mean, I, I want... In other words, I'm not no, saying... I'm it, not
0: saying that like, you have to do that. i to get to that place. Yeah. It's
1: just... That's why they have all these stories of Chassidim, like spending hours thinking about Hashem and who he is and relationships to get to that place of appreciation that when I actually go and put on the film, I actually will light the Hanukkah candles. Like, to, to, am, am I? Am I... Am I, am I present to what's actually happening and that that speaks to me in that case this is what you know the sage said the mitzvah is its own reward but the thing is even if I'm not aware of it it doesn't change the fact that that's what's happening right Right. It, it, in other words it, it's still the case that Hashem is present and it's still the case that my neshama has now come into the presence of Hashem regardless of whether I'm consciously aware of it or not right so this, right, even if I don't feel this part so much, it doesn't take this away. Whereas over here, the less love I feel, the less it's most really Hashem reaching out to me.
0: Oh, really?
1: Yeah. Dalteba says that quite explicitly. It's, it's disturbing. The less I love Hashem. Dalteba said this in Tanya here, and he says it quite explicitly somewhere else. Like really explicitly in the negative. Yeah. The less I feel a desire to be close to Hashem that motivates me from doing, to do the positive mitzvah, the less... Hashem is really reaching out to me in them in that mitzvah. Maybe giving
0: me opportunities. Do mitzvahs. mean that's clothing himself in the
1: mitzvah? No. But that's only true about this level.
0: Right. The other one happens always.
1: Right, in other words, the really important
0: regardless of if to listen to this, I'm aware of it or not, you're saying That's right. Okay.
1: A mitzvah is what? It's a a mitzvah is Hashem is fully present. So And what uh, second, and so you're in Hashem is now what? Is canal coming contact with Hashem oh. being fully Present. Now, whether you're consciously aware of that or not doesn't change that fact. But whether the mitzvah is Hashem reaching out to you depends on how much you're trying to come close to Him. Do
0: you need to have the first one or you, no. you guys the second
1: one? The second one happens regardless you no, do but To make
0: yourself aware
1: of it. Um, yeah, because as a general rule, you're not going to value Hashem in and of himself and not love him. Like, How's that gonna work? Like, Think about that. I don't know, because
0: it's physically all just. you just have to make yourself aware of what you intrinsically feeling.
1: Okay, fine. So then that gets into in chapter 18. The author says that we have an intrinsic love of Hashem we can awaken. Well, that's what
0: we're saying here,
1: no? No, this is, this is... That's
0: different?
1: The, the value is whether you feel it, right? We say, we say that parents always love their children, yeah. right? And I keep saying, no, you don't always love your children, right? Because if we're talking about love as a feeling, do you always love, no, but deep down, do parents always have that value for their children? Yeah. Yeah, okay, so. You see the difference that I'm making?
0: Fish.
1: This, whether you feel this or not, this is always true.
0: Right. okay, oh, okay. Right.
1: But it, if you, for instance, if you had a non-Jew, they don't have this, like, oh, Shem is fully present, in, like, why, why would I care? Like, so, that doesn't, it's re- that, that, impossible for that to register. If I want Shem
0: to, like, reach out to me every Mitzvah and like, the full sense, I need to love him every time I do this
1: stuff. Yeah. But here's the thing. Yes. Here's the thing. Even if you don't, is Hashem still present in the mitzvah? Yeah, that's the And is your Neshama still benefiting from being. Is, is your Neshama still able to have that wondrous thing of being in Hashem's presence regardless? Yeah. Because yeah. I would still do it when don't feel it, but. Okay. So now. Alright, so. you... Now. Why is. Over here, why would we call a mitzvah garment? Why is this called the garment? Because
0: it is Because
1: really different... it's secondary. Yeah. Right. The reason this is called the garment is because it's secondary. Yeah. But over here, the reason we're calling a mitzvah garment is for a different reason. Because when something is in a garment, does it have to change? No. No. So why is a mitzvah? Why why is the mitzvah specifically the garments of the soul and not, like for instance, love of Hashem is not a mitzvah. Did you know that? Feeling love for Hashem is not a mitzvah. I didn't know that. What? I didn't know that. Yeah, most people think that feeling love for Hashem is it's not a mitzvah. But a
0: mitzvah.
1: your Shemayim is. is also not a mitzvah. It's
0: not a mitzvah?
1: It's a mitzvah when it leads you to do other mitzvahs. But
0: ha- isn't that having others is called
1: a So here's the thing. Here's the thing the mitzvah the mitzvah of loving hashem and the mitzvah of 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 loving your fellow jew and all these things are mitzvahs in as much as the feelings lead to behaviors but the feeling uh, on its own if i i deep down feel love for every jew i have not filled the mitzvah of yisrael on the other hand if i'm nice to every jew according to most opinions i've done the mitzvah of yisrael even i don't feel anything the altar is stringent he says you also have to feel if I feel this tremendous yearning to be close to the creator of the universe, but it doesn't actually get me to do any mitzvahs, I have not filled the mitzvah of loving Hashem. it's not
0: a mitzvah.
1: Oh, there is a mitzvah to love Hashem. The mitzvah to love Hashem is only when the feeling leads to other mitzvahs. That's right, because the mitzvahs have to be garments. The mitzvahs have to be something, so to speak, outside the person where Hashem can be there without coming down to your level. In other words, why is it, why are mitzvahs all, why are mitzvahs all something that in theory you could do for the most part in a technical dry way, right? Like you could theoretically do mitzvahs out of habit, out of ritual obligation, right? They're very external to the person, right? Emunah, and trusting Hashem, loving Hashem, right? These are, these are very intimate things of the person, right? And Judaism is always focused on these things that are like, you could really do in a very detached kind of way, Why? So the answer is, those detached things, right, are a space where Hashem can be fully present as He is rather than Hashem coming down to your level. Whatever, whatever enters into your mind and heart is going to have to be limited to what you can experience, what you can appreciate. So
0: you're saying this idea of like the whole Simpson thing, and like when I asked earlier about like whether we compromise, and the second form is not compromised because it's fully,
1: Right, That's right. And its advantage, that, is that it's fully uncompromised. The disadvantage is that it really doesn't matter on that level why you do the mitzvah.
0: Right.
1: It's going to, right, it's going to have that infinite worth regardless. Now, you may right. or may not be appreciative of that. If you but are, then you really want to do the mitzvah. The ability to
0: understand and appreciate that is contingent on that le- of having that level of presence yes. in that, which is much more complicated than just...
1: You I would God. no. I would say I would say that that's to
0: so the kind of point where the mitzvah is essentially its own reward because that's essentially what this is. But, that's
1: what, like, yeah, right. Because
0: you are now in the presence of God and you want to be in the presence of God. Takes, I feel like mentally takes a lot more to get there than to say I love God. That if I'm going to do something to be close to
1: him. So I would I would say like this. It depends which level of the mind you're talking about. There's I'm a level. Of, there's, there's there's right. So there's a level of the mind that we're going to say is called the seichel. The seichel is the part of the mind where we make sense of things.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Okay? On that level, you're absolutely right. To have this appreciation that the mitzvahs are shavfully present, for that to actually penetrate my seichel might make sense to me in a way that it's, it's not just a nice theory, but it's really how I see the world and makes sense of reality, that's very lofty. That's, that's tremendous. But that same thing can also be in an instinctual level. And that we see by just like, just find some random Sephardi taxi driver and they have that. Like, minha. What's so special about minha? Like, minha is minha. Like, like, why are you making it complicated? Like, there's this thing, you have to dab minha. Like, that's it. They don't say da because they're smart, right? But that's it. Like, that's it. There's, there's, a, there's, there's, you can, right? Not every mother who feels, you know, my, every grandmother wants to come to the grandson's bar mitzvah feels, you know, I have this deep understanding about the intrinsic value of life, and like, like it doesn't have to be that way, right? You could have that also in an in, in instinctual way, right? And, and we see, traditionally amongst Jews, right, Jews that are religious, they do have this like irrational obsession with doing mitzvahs that they have a hard time explaining to themselves why it's so important for them to do mitzvahs. I mean, the fact of the matter is, the fact of the matter is that. Um, Take aside the difficulty of doing this. I'm not saying that you, your Yitzhah is against doing mitzvahs, okay? If you take the average person who's. the average, the, the average Jew who's not. it's a little hard to do nowadays because there's so much secular thing. But if you go like back before the world was so secular, or a Jew grows up in a community that's not so secular, right? Take away the Yitzhah for a moment. Right? Take away the fact that it's inconvenient to do a mitzvah. Take away the fact that I want, like. and just ask, like, like at the end of the day, does it feel important to do the mitzvah? And the answer is the person feels yes, it feels important to the mitzvah. Does this person cultivate a love for Hashem? No. Is this person necessarily spiritual? No. So then where is it coming from that it's like so important to do the mitzvah? Now granted, my eighth might be stronger, then I won't do it. But but where is that initial? And so the idea is that we have this value for Hashem, we is, on at least on an instinctual level. And Hashem is fully present in the mitzvah. And therefore, on some gut level, doing a mitzvah feels very right. And there's not much you have to do for that. In fact, you just have to do things that don't destroy that. But if you want to have that as like a, as a whole world view, then you're right. That's a lot of growth. That's a lot of work. i um, the back of
0: this. But if a person is working on making him aware that, like, if you said that with like, Hassan that and make himself aware of this. Doesn't that contradict it? Because as soon as you're becoming aware, then it's going
1: up. In general, there are five levels. To being aware of something. The first level is that it feels real. The second level is that you desire it. The third level is it actually changes your mood. Right? The things you desire they really don't change your mood. Have you ever been in like a really good mood? you were in a really bad mood? Okay, if you're in a bad mood, and I ask you, would you like something? Like you, you, you want, you, I don't know. Let's, let's say you like sushi. I say you want some sushi. You're like, yeah, I like some sushi. Does that automatically, because you will, you because you because you desi- you want the sushi. And I'm offering you sushi. All of a sudden, your bad mood is going to go away. No, but there are certain things that are so you have such an appreciation of that the, the, the fact that they're a part of your life will change you from a bad mood to a good mood. Right, that's a whole nother level. Okay, then there are things that you become so aware of you almost get sucked into them and you lose awareness of everything else okay and the highest level the highest level of awareness is that you're not even aware that you're aware of it it's you it's you're so absorbed into it that you you, you, you don't even realize that that's what's going on that that like the difference between me and what I'm aware of, and what I value, and what I'm into, has disappeared. That it it it, just, it feels like that's just me being me. Okay, right. So there's these four levels, five levels, right? Okay. So say like this. Okay. When I do a mitzvah, Hashem is fully revealed, and the physical mitzvah with all the talakhs is only a garment that. Is give them some sort of physical presence, but really it's just Hashem is just fully revealed as he is, not an end in and of itself. Okay. So, a. Is that something that seems real to me? That's a lot of work. Once it seems real to me, is it something that is personally, something that intrigues me, that I want? That's a whole nother work, right? Is that something that that because it's real and I want it and it's available it actually puts me in a good mood it actually makes me feel positive right is it something that becomes that's so important to me and so wonderful to me that it makes me actually lose track of other things other things become less meaningful less you know I stop noticing them. Yeah. and is it something that it actually transforms my whole sense of myself that like to me me being me in the most natural sense is mitzvahs because Hashem is present there that's a lot of growth, right? But that's all my attitude towards this fact. Right. The fact isn't changing. I'm changing, right? The fact remains
0: the, same. the fact
1: remains the same. And the interesting thing is, I just, want to point, I just want to point out, that highest level, in some sense, even the simplest Jew has some little measure of that. Right? I was just saying before. Even the simplest Jew has a little bit of measure of like just that instinct that you know, mitzvahs are important. I don't really know why, but it feels important. There's no weird way the highest level and the lowest. Level. Okay. So that's what they're working on. They're not working on, like, experiencing the revelation, like, that's not...
0: So, if you, if a person, like, starts doing one mitzvah, and that, it it doesn't make a difference how much they love Hashem or not they're doing the mitzvah, but the more that connect, like, the more they start to love Hashem, the more desire they're going to have to do more and more mitzvahs, and then it's going to, it's going to, like, Yeah. Yeah. Do Avera work in the reverse of this? Yes. Well, yeah.
1: Avera's create a space where Hashem cannot be in any way, shape, or form.
0: Does it destroy Hashem to, like, have a desire to have a relationship with you? Does it what? Does it, like, because if you do an Avera, like, does it it destroy, like, Hashem wants to? No. No. But it destroys your minds, too.
1: That it can do, but also it makes. It, uh, I mean, it doesn't say this here because chapter four is making about positive mitzvahs. The negative is almost parenthetical. But it does say later on that in doing a mitzvah, you're creating a space where no revelation of Hashem is possible at all. So it's like an anti-mitzvah. Okay. When it's a
0: positive commandment, is it possible to do vera in that
1: space? No. Which so we have a rule: mitzvah baba vera It's not a mitzvah. If you do a mitzvah in a way that is forbidden to do it, it's not a mitzvah.
0: Okay, but what about, like, if you lose, like, you slept in, so you didn't get the time for or like, whatever it is, like, right? Yeah. So, like, it's not a
1: avera, but you just didn't do a mitzvah. It is an avera. It's an avera? It's an avera not to, yeah. It's, How yeah is, that's it.
0: That there's there's are, a
1: kind of, there's a kind of, yeah, I mean, it's different because there's nothing in the world, but... There's but not a... a but it isn't a bear. it isn't a mirror, yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. Fine. Okay. So... Sorry, yeah. Our garments... So, so, in other words, like this, this. The garments, they're very secondary. They're very moved. So on the one hand, that kind of implies that they're lower. But on the other hand, what opportunity is the fact that the mitzvahs, our garments, afford, that it doesn't have to be limited to me. It's not Hashem coming down to my level. It affords the possibility for Shem to be there as is. Okay, and I'm going to give you like a, an example. Let's say you have a let's say you have a, a mother who really you know she's a mother who your mother's supposed to be, and one of her children is a genius. Say the mother is a simple woman, and the child is a genius. And the child, they you know is I don't know into I don't know learning Torah, and they're just budding genius. Does that mother want to create a space where her son can like learn his Torah and like write his books and do all those things? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Does the mother appreciate being physically present? Not in a way of disturbing, but yeah. the next room, right? Does she have any idea what's going on? No. Does it bother her? No. no? Right. Because her son is there and he's fully with the whole depth of his being, his manifest. it's wonderful. And like, she's overjoyed that he's there and she's just basking in just being present with him. Even though she's not actually interacting with him even, right? Yeah. That's very, that's, that's, that's more of this, right? Yeah. When I do a mitzvah, where is Hashem? Hashem is fully, the light of Hashem is revealed here without any vessels, just yes. garments. If I, if I have any value for Hashem, that's overjoying, right? That's the simcha shomitzvah, the joy of the mitzvah itself. And does it matter, by the way, and does it matter, by the way, if you're a big tzaddik or a rasha, does that change any of this? No. No. But
0: according to this, like, so the, the difference essentially is whether or not I, I not my neshama, but me, I guess, am aware
1: of that. That's right. In other words...
0: I my Neshavah is for your best, you know this, No matter what, I just might not be aware of that
1: That's right, and when I want to try And become aware of that, it goes at this level Where I start to feel some love for Hashem And I want to get them closer And, and I, then the mitzvah yeah. speaks to me personally It reveals something to me, commensurate with the degree of love that I'm feeling And blah 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 Right, blah, but that's
0: my awareness of it My is still experiencing that
1: That's 100% Okay, yeah. And I'm right. aware of
0: this Then once again, like then
1: automatically I don't care about of the other things. I mean, it depends how awareness right? is. It now, could you reach you the, the symbol that comes this, and then you not have some That's right. That. That's right. That's right. If, if this is something and, that brings you, you really... Bring, for, from? If, if this is the kind of thing that really brings you joy in a genuine way, right. you're probably not getting joy from the you know, having the right kind of sushi. sushi. It probably just doesn't psychologically work well together or like even a simchav of bar mitzvah. No, because a of our mitzvah has Hashem's presence in it. Remember the Boshentov says that that I'm another Jew getting Jew's, excited. Getting excited. Another remember another Jew's gashmis is your ruchnis, which means that the physical welfare of any other Jew is itself like a is itself a, on a very nice level. Yeah. Making sure that another Jew has their physical things taken care of is that a mitzvah? Okay, so there you go. So they're like, like, any, any, any good, thi- like, as as far as any other person is going, like, when when something is going well for the begashmius, or certainly if I'm helping them, then Hashem is present there. That that's good.
0: That doesn't
1: apply for us. No, it apply to yourself because it's not a mitzvah for yourself.
0: It's not a mitzvah.
1: No, 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 that, that, no, A, it's not a mitzvah to take care of yourself, no. It's not? It's not. It's a requirement, not a mitzvah. Not everything that's a requirement is a mitzvah. Yeah. Wait, what's it?
0: 15?
1: There are things that the Torah requires you to do because without doing them, you won't be able to do mitzvahs properly.
0: Correct.
1: And so those things, which we'll learn about later, they only have Hashem's presence once once they connect back to the mitzvah. And this is
0: not the same as loving God? No. That's not a requirement. that's a mitzvah. If
1: you are doing this, right, yeah. yeah. No, so it's like, you know, if, like, I'll give you a simple example. I mean, it's, it's a little more intuitive if you don't overanalyze it. There was a chas named Itch of the Masmid. Itch of the Masmid was um, a very, very um, devout person, to put it mildly. And uh, there was a point at which he had a young child staying in his house, not his own son. Um, and he used to daven for hours and hours at a time. So he found out what this child liked to eat. He liked chalva, and so he make sure that there was always some chalva in the house before he went off to daven. Because when Richard the Master went off to daven, like he would come back like sometime, you know, late afternoon. Now, so making sure that the child had some chalva tea before Richard the went off to daven—that's you know that, thats a godly act, right? Okay, if. I make sure I have some chalva to eat before I dive it because I like chalva. <laughs> it's not the same thing, right? right? I think it's pretty intuitive, right? Yeah, okay, so, so, yeah, like, uh, yeah, yeah. In fact, this is a great deal, right? If you, if you don't, I mean, this gets later on, chapter 32, but if you don't appreciate the godliness in another Jew and how that godliness openly comes down into you know, their physical welfare and stuff like that, then, then that's a whole area of mitzvah for sure. Right? So. It's not that the person just becomes excited about Shabbos candles. <laughs> okay. Um, so, what ends up ha- what, what the Alter basically did, and what I want us to read you, the Alter started off with, like, you're really into loving Hashem. And he explained why it's important to do mitzvahs in the context of loving Hashem, right? And then he did a switcheroo and said, actually, the mitzvah far surpasses anything that, that can be put into the context of loving Hashem. It goes way beyond that. But I want to emphasize something. This is only meaningful to someone who at least on some level acknowledges the value of Hashem for who he is, right? If I say, look, I don't care about Hashem. That's not a reason to do a mitzvah, right? Yeah, but
0: when you do a mitzvah, that's still happening.
1: That's true. Right,
0: But that's not necessarily going to drive you to do more mitzvahs. Right?
1: That's right, although it might drive me to get someone else to do more mitzvahs, even if they don't want to do mitzvahs, right? No. Why?
0: I would value
1: that, why would I that other might, like... No, if I value mitzvahs and some other person doesn't... Okay,
0: I'm sorry, I was thinking right, in the right.
1: reverse. Yeah, there was, in, in, one of the, in one of the labor camps in Kamis, Russia, there was one of the one of the chassidim, I forgot who it was, it was in the labor camps. And one of the other prisoners who was Jewish, he had a knife. And the knife he used to, you know, when they got... Food that needed a knife. Sometimes they got an apple. Sometimes they got potatoes. It was rare, but like that, right? And Usually just got bread and stuff. But so they used the knife to like cut up the apples or whatever. So um, the chassid said, you know, you should tevil. This guy was not religious remotely. He says, you know, you should it because you have to title things. You have to immerse them in a mikvah, right? Um, utensils made of metal that you're going to use for food you have to be. And the guy wasn't interested. So the chassid late one night took the knife without. Another guy was sleeping, went to the mikveh, well, went to the mikveh, it wasn't a mikveh, he went to the river, dipped it in the river, and then quietly put it back. Now, what would possibly motivate him to do that?
0: No, no, have to.
1: Because Hashem is present. And not only is Hashem present, but this other Jew is now in the presence of Hashem, so there's, there's obvious Israel in that too. The guy doesn't even be aware of it, doesn't matter.
0: So wait, 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 how is he in the presence of Hashem? He wasn't involved in the mitzvah of titling at all. But now he's using the title. Is is the mitzvah too title your things or That's a
1: very way? good question. It's a very good question. One can make the argument that certain mitzvahs the mitzvah's only at the moment of certain things mm-hmm. and certain mitzvahs are continuous mitzvahs, right? Mm-hmm. I this chassid probably did not enter into that um level of analysis. Certainly, it absolves them from the sin of using a non-typical thing, which is also permitted. Right. Right. But just the 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 the, the, the it, it, what it does is it, it there's this uh, there's this objective reality of Hashem's presence through mitzvahs, and when a person actually starts to appreciate that to whatever level, it changes everything. Okay. Now, I want to we have to stop the class, but I want to I want to emphasize two. things I want to emphasize, I it. guess it's one thing, but it's two things. Okay? Chapter 4 is spoken about doing positive. He's gonna, he's gonna, the rest of the chapter, for the most part, develops this theme. Okay? So I've, I've, I've preempted a lot of things. There's going to be a lot more information, but it's, it's basically the rest of the chapter follows along this idea. Okay? For the most part. Has the altar ever mentioned at all the idea that if I love Hashem, I do mitzvahs because that's what he wants me to do, because I love him? And if you love someone, you do what they want you to do. No. No, he didn't. He's
0: just talking about what the mitzvahs
1: are. Yeah, he said mitzvahs are. Mitzvahs are two things. They're a way of you fulfilling your need to be closer to him. And it's the only way for you to fulfill your need to be closer to him. And it's actually something greater. It gives you the opportunity of being Hashem's presence in an unadulterated way. If that speaks to you. What
0: does that
1: mean? Awesome? Unadulterated, without Simpson, without change. Shem as he is. In other words, is he even, has Alter even once here tried to get you to do God a favor?
0: No.
1: No. no. I mean, he's,
0: like he's just telling you tell why you should
1: value it. Yeah. Now, I think that's an important lesson, right? Because the first time in Tanya, the Alter speaks about mitzvahs, he does not discuss why mitzvahs are important to God. He speaks about why mitzvahs should be important to you. Does later he talk about why mitzvahs are important to God? Yeah. Sure. But now, what lesson can we learn about this in life? As a general rule in your relationship with somebody, doing something that's important to the other person, is that part of a loving relationship? Necessarily? I
0: mean,
1: it can. It can. Yeah. If, there's a, if, there's, if the loving relationship has is, is, is that deep. But you can't... But that's not defining a loving relationship, right? So... The idea that I have a loving relationship with Hashem, and that means I do things to make Hashem happy, that's not a loving relationship. A loving relationship is I want to be close to Him. Maybe there's this more profound thing I value Hashem, and, and yes, it could be that there's a kind of a, of, of 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 a, of a love of Hashem, which the Alkhor speaks about later. It's a love of, of Moshe Rabbeinu, where you you you, where you, the love of Hashem is translated into doing things for Him. And think about it for yourself, and think about it like in, in your life. If, if your whole attitude is that I have to do mitzvahs because these are things he wants me to do and I really couldn't care less, but he kind of like, as like saying, look, if you love me, you will do what I want. Like, that doesn't sound like a, a good relationship, does it, right?
0: Well, sometimes for the chayks and for the things that we don't understand, we say that to ourselves.
1: Yeah, but the chayk, a chayk is, yeah. is, is a different idea. A chayk is a different idea.
0: I'll give you, give you, give you. You
1: want to give you an example of a chayk?
0: Any mitzvah that's hard for somebody. That's not a
1: chayk. Hard and a chayk is not the same thing. Isn't a chayk
0: something that you don't necessarily understand
1: the purpose for? Right. Right. But But we just made all the mitzvahs chukim. We just made all, like, we just made all. Chapter four just made all the mitzvahs chukim, right? Because what it just did was all the mitzvahs are not about the actual thing that you're doing, right? Right. Hmm. Even, even the even the mitzvahs that are that that we're saying, what's important. Even the mitzvahs where we say each mitzvah is different. What's different is our Hashem is revealed in the mitzvah, right? In other words, the difference between Hukim the, the difference with, with with chukim, and mishpatim is a mishpat is something that even if Hashem didn't command that, I would think it's a good idea to do anyway. Whereas a chok, the only reason I think it's a good idea to do is because Hashem asked me to do it. Okay, I can still explain why I want to do what Hashem asked me to do. Right, that's a separate thing. Right, so like. I would never, I'll give you an example, something I would never do on my own. I would never sit down and play and playmobil. just wouldn't happen. It mm-hmm. won't. On the other hand, right, if my children want to play playmobil with me, it's entirely possible that not only will I do it, I'll even want to do it. But the only reason I want to do it is because? Because they want to do it, right? Yes. So a chok doesn't mean something I don't want to do. A chok just means something that I would never want to do on my own. Right. But if you're talking about doing with Hashem, that's a different thing, you yeah, know, like, I'm not particularly a big fan of like waving palm branches around. It's not my like number one activity I enjoy doing.
0: What?
1: Waving palm branches around. But, you know, or, or making noises with ram's horns or wrapping leather straps on my arm, right? Or making sure I'm up by a certain time to read words in an ancient language. Like these are not exactly like activities that I think, you know, that's really what I want to do with my life. That's an important thing. Whereas like not stealing, like, even if I grew up secular, I'd probably think of like not stealing, I probably wouldn't do And I also probably wouldn't worship a rock as the creator of the universe. you
0: understand the purpose of all mitzvah according to
1: this beyond like beyond like what God said so or, or maybe we just maybe we just added some depth to the meaning of what does it mean that God said so
0: yes.
1: right maybe God said so is not just a power game maybe. that's what it says in Chassidus that Chassidus is about showing how that all the mitzvahs are, are really in their essence chukim or one of the ideas of Chassidus so a chuk. Life is full of chukin, right? I mean is that right
0: the... What? Is that right the... It is. Hashem.
1: That's right. Hashem's filling this whole room. Yeah. If you're doing mitzvahs all the time, then guess what? You're walking around the constant like bubble of Hashem's being present.